I tell you this, this is how the Reebok interview happened. Oh, it was a guy I follow on Instagram. He he posted on he posted on Instagram that he's like, I just interviewed Mr. Foster, and uh, he tagged him in it. And I just in my mind, I'm just thinking, well, he ain't no better than me. Let me ask him too. So I reached out. this on to the end man but yeah man it's like you can easily record so many episodes and you can record so many episodes and just release them yeah. and i think that's probably how a lot of people get in the, into those top charts because they put out so much content but for me man I, was, I can't really soak in all this information if you you doing four interviews in a day and they these people tell somebody telling you one thing and then you gotta hear another one like right after that. Like you can't retain all of it just like that. Even if you're doing one interview, it's gonna be things that you don't remember like right after the interview until you go back and watch it. And be like, oh, he did say that. But I mean, it, that's the way our attention span works. Like you said, it, it's no way that you can shoot four episodes in a, in a day yeah. and soak it all in and until you have to in. go. You have to go back and rewatch stuff. Too. Man, I think the most I ever recorded in one day. Um, I think I might have did uh, no more than three in one day. Mm. But, man, I was just so tired after that, man, because it take a lot of – especially when you got to take all these notes and yeah. prepare for everybody. Mm. Man, it's, that's a lot. And it then is. just so many people. So I can't even imagine doing, like, 10 or 15 episodes in a week and then you just drop them. It's too much, man. It's, it's too much information. And then but I, if you got to – we also are thinking about it from a standpoint of you doing it all by yourself. A lot of people have a team, and you know yeah. it becomes easier when you got one person that's got the job of the camera, one person that's got you know audio. You know it, yeah. it's easier when. You, but if you're doing it all by yourself, it's almost impossible. Even if like you that. like, even if you got a team, though, my thing is, how are your viewers gonna really be able to you know retain all of it? Mm -hmm. Like. Okay, and this episode came out today, then another will come out tomorrow. Like, it's just so much stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, they can go back and watch it, but is that really a way? I don't know. I know Joe Rogan do it. He got the biggest platform podcast in the world. Crazy. But it's just like, man, I don't know if I want to get to that point where I'm just constantly recording like four or five in a day, especially when you're having like a real, genuine conversation. Yeah. Like, Cause, and I, I never like to rush my guests anyway. Right. Like I like to sit down, have a conversation, make sure they got their time to say what they got to say. Right. So I don't want to put them in like a little two-hour slate and then we run over and then somebody else, you mm -hmm. know. So, man, I don't know. I know a lot of people, like, you can see a lot of content they just constantly dropping, but I ain't, I don't know. I just, for me, I don't want to do it that way. That's yeah. just how I am. And I think it, it's, it probably matters, like, what type of content it is. Some content can be consume quickly some right. some content where you're talking about hour two hour interviews there's no way that you had that time in the day because i mean you still got you talk about people got jobs they got family time you don't have time to put three hours into watching a podcast yeah, you might right. be able to get 30 minutes yeah you know that's a lot man <laughs> man like rogan he Man, his interviews, all of them, at least two hours, mm -hmm. two to three hours. And he people, just... People eating it up, though. They eating it up. <laughs> he got it. But, man, like, imagine, like... But he on a big... He on another level, yeah. though. Like, that's like an anomaly, though. Right. Like, 
everybody ain't gonna reach Joe that Rogan. level. Yeah, that's that's, 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 like, that's like a Michael Jordan or a Tom. Yeah, Brady that's deal. that's different, man. Mm-hmm. But it's still a lot of content to like for people to consume, mm-hmm. and then they might miss something else that you put out because you constantly just like dropping stuff over and over and over, man. Like, I mean, it can be done, right. but for me, man, like I like to, you know. Like I said, I ain't in no like I said, if you if you're doing that, man, for me, I feel like I ought to just burn myself all the way out, just mm-hmm. doing constantly recording. And like I said, I wanna appreciate like the people that I have on, hear these stories and stuff like that, man. But I don't know. It's it's just different ways that you can do it, man. But for me, I just like appreciating the people that, you know, come on and chop it up. What do you do? Um, how are you going about getting sponsorship? Oh, uh, uh, basically, I just um, a couple of people I interviewed. Honestly, man, like the tour really it was me funding me putting up my own money. That's why I call it a self investment yeah. tour. But uh, like I would go to people that I interviewed and kind of built that relationship because I I didn't want to be the person that walk into a business and just say uh, like going to uh let's say Midway. Right. I don't know them. They don't know me. I don't want to go in and say hey. I got this going on. Can you give me five hundred dollars for right. a sponsorship? And they're like, I don't even know you. Like, how I know you? You gonna do what you really say? You know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I go in, build the relationships with people, man, and then ask them that way. That's that's how I do. It. I mean, everybody else gonna have their own way of but doing. But you also something. got a body of work at this point, though. It, yeah. it might be a little easier for you to do that now as opposed to when you first got. Yeah, started. the hardest thing though, man. Like a lot of people that I interview, like most of my interviews ain't even around here though like mm-hmm. i'm always on the road like right. in other places charlotte though like charlotte atlanta we go down to charleston or what columbia wherever we at like majority of them man um is that on purpose or is that just how, it, how it i just happened? i just reach out to people mm-hmm. man like i like i would see people um share stories online like people sometimes like sometimes you can People will do the homework for you. Mm-hmm. Like they might see something about supporting the business, and they'll share it on their timeline. So I go read the article. I'm like, man, this is dope. Let me go find this person's email and reach out to them. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you be interested in coming on? Like I said, I got that body of work that I send them. Right. And sometimes when I pull up to these people, like, man, you've been putting in a lot of work. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I do this. Like I, I take what I'm doing serious, right. man. So yeah, like sometimes man, people do the homework for you. Like they gonna if they like something, they gonna like I said, they gonna support it. Mm-hmm. They gonna share it, share an article or something. So then I just go read it. If I like it, if it's something that makes sense, man, let me find this person an email and reach out to them some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Now everybody ain't gonna get back to you. Some people might decline it, but I mean that's part of the game. Like it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is what it is. Like Steve Harvey said, man, you can't. So what if they say no? It ain't like you had it anyway. Right. So. If they say no, you, you already had a no. Yep. So you keep on going, man. But I just ask people too. I hey, I'm doing this. Would you be interested in uh sharing your store? And I don't think they can do is say no. Mm-hmm. Like that's how the uh I tell you this, that's how the Reebok interview happened. Oh it was a guy I follow on Instagram. He he posted on he posted on Instagram that he's like, I just interviewed Mr. Foster. And uh, he tagged him in it. And I was just in my mind, I was just thinking, well, he ain't no better than me. Let me ask him too. Right. So I reached out, sent the email, told him what I was doing, and his wife, she does all the emailing for him and stuff because mm-hmm. he's the 85, 86. Yeah. So he on up there. So he don't really take care yeah. of that stuff. So she do all of it for him. 
And she was like, he would love to come on and share his story. So I'm just like, cool. That's dope. <laughs> but that was like in March or April, but we didn't shoot the interview until September. Yeah, early September. Mm-hmm. It was going to be in August, but then they were traveling, so they pushed it back to like the beginning of September. So during that time, man, I was still doing other interviews and reading his book to get ready for that interview. Mm-hmm. But man, it was crazy. I wasn't even nervous when we did it because I was like, we just been exchanging email. Okay, is this really true? So they said two. They said twelve o'clock noon, um, cause they over in France, so their time was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So it was twelve here and four over there. So I was like twelve o'clock noon. Had my laptop set up. Next thing I know, he pop up on there. Mm-hmm. And it, what was so dope was what I respected was he was like he knew my name. He was like, hey Carlos, how you doing? Like he already made me feel welcome just because he yeah. took time to just know my name. Like even though he don't know me, know me. Mm-hmm. But once he said that, man, I was just really like. I was just sitting there with so, my. I was just like, "Is this really gonna happen?" Yeah. When he popped up and said my name, I was like, "It's over. Let's, it let's go. Rap. Let's get it." But yeah, it was, it was dope, man. But yeah, reach out to people, man. Don't be afraid. If they say no, it is what it is. Right. But I think that's what stop a lot of people from going after their oh, dreams definitely. too. Most definitely, because they uh don't want to hear the word no. Man, I can't even tell. I actually shared this a few months back. It was like I shared a few emails. But I was like, man, I'm even though I'm achieving this, this, and this, and traveling wherever, like, I'm just like everybody else. I hear no just like everybody else. Man, I, I, I got so many emails where people reject it or may not respond, uh, all type of stuff, man, but I just keep on going. This is just actual extra motivation for me. Definitely. You tell me no, I'm like, all right, cool. Somebody want to get their story out. Somebody want to share their story of what they doing and how they got to where they are. And, man, I just... Keep on going, really. And that's like, I would never even thought, like, I would have been able to interview the final Reebok. Like, no, that's like, that's like I said, that's like an anomaly. Yeah, that's like an anomaly. Like, this man, 80 plus years old, like, he built this company from the ground up, him and his brother. Uh, And to be able to have a conversation with him, like, I read his book, I read Nike, uh, I read, like I said, I read uh, Made in America, Sam Walton book. But to actually be able to have a conversation with that's one of different. these people, that's like, it's different. different. And that's why I said about, you know, appreciating where you are because, man, after I wrapped up that interview, like I was saying, saying not too long ago, like, I was just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, I really had to sit down and, like, check myself. And I don't even think, I probably watched a little bit of well, I had to look at it to, like, edit the interview. But it was just like, um, I was just like, what's next? Yeah. So it's like, I kept saying, man, I'm achieving so much stuff. Like, what's next? What's next? And I was just got in my mind, like, man, I got to get this kind of money, or I got to get this interview, or I got to achieve this, and then I'm good. Right. So I kept, like, telling myself, that, like, okay, you did this. Now what's next? What's next? Instead of, like, really appreciating because that's, a, that, that's an interview. Right? That's a lifetime interview. Like, that's something I can just look at forever. That's like, a man. I really had this guy. Uh, Mr. Foster on for an interview and over over an hour mm-hmm. uh, over an hour long and then what was so dope was at the end I remember we shot an interview in Atlanta and I took a picture of one of his uh, the Reebok pump shoe that mm-hmm. D. Brown wore in the slam dunk contest mm-hmm. and he had an autograph so I actually recorded it when I shot an interview down in Atlanta um, and I, I just saved it in my phone so we were talking as we wrapped it up I was like you know what Mr. Foster I got one of your shoes 
um, in my phone. So I held it up to him, and he was just looking at it, smiling, like, man. So it's like he saw something that he created. And even he said it was crazy. That's why the interview was crazy, man. Yeah. That's why I got to go back and look at it now because I'm just thinking about the stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, even when he was building Reebok, he didn't know how big it was. Right. People had to tell him, like, how big it was. That's why I said, like, appreciating where you are and underst- and being in that moment. He was like, it took time because he was so driven on building it to where it was, like, that he didn't see all this stuff. And people would come up to him and talk about Reebok. And he said, oh, like, we're really this big. Uh-huh. And it was just so much into it, man. And the stuff that he went through, lost his brother. Um and he didn't really have a chance to grieve because he was so locked in on building his business. Like even after his brother died, he just kept on going. And he finally got to a point after his daughter died um, from cancer, that's when he kind of like stepped away. And he didn't really understand how to grieve because he was so locked in on the moment. That's why I said, man, you just gotta appreciate where you at. Because he had so much stuff, man, it's like, it's crazy. Like even him, for what he is, the success that he had, like he went through this kind of stuff too, so even us going through it right now, or other people watching this, man, like you gotta appreciate it, man, and and understand like it's times where you need to, you may need to take a break, you may need to relax, but don't talk yourself out of being happy because you don't have the means or the money or or whatever it is, or you haven't reached a certain level of success, or you don't have that interview, right. like. We can really get in our heads and talk ourselves out of being happy or whatever it is that we want because we haven't accomplished certain things, man. But, but yeah, man, I, I can do this all day long, man. I, I appreciate you coming out. Like I said, it's, it's a dope interview. I can't wait to to watch it for one and, you know, chop it up. I'll, just like everybody else, I'll be sending you a couple clips. Yeah, um, man, this is dope. It's going to drop Monday. Um, it's a quick turnaround right oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the way I do it, it's not really hard to edit it because I don't have to sync anything up. Like I oh, said, cool, I'm using cool. that as a webcam. I got you. So I got the you. whole thing is being saved. All I really do is just make sure that everything sounds good and, um, you know, chop it up a little bit, send the clips out. Like I said, it'll be posted Monday. Yeah. I think people going to get a lot from this interview, oh, though, yeah. man. Like, oh, this, yeah. this, gonna, this is dope, man. Like, like I said, this is my first time actually being able to, like, share my story. Now, I don't know why people haven't really reached out to me. Like, me either, because, I mean, you've been doing it. I've been it's doing like, it. It makes sense to put you on the other side of that because I know that you got a lot to share. Yeah, I got a lot to share, man. <laughs> There's just some of the stuff, man. I've been, so much stuff, man, that I went through, man. Like, I was just telling you, like, a lot of it, man. But it's still, man, like, just to get everything out, man, we'll be here all night. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to add value, man, and just tell people, uh, some of the things that you're going to go through in life, man, keep on going. Um, Even if you're in the podcast space, man. Um, Especially if you're in the podcast Man, space. it's tough. <laughs> like, this is, like, people might think this is easy. Like, it, it'll come nat- more natural for some people. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you don't have, like, a like a, a member with you, like a teammate with you that can ask questions as well, like, it's just you and one other person one-on-one yeah. just going back and forth. Like, it takes a lot of work, man. It's, yeah. And especially, like I always say, too, your your interview is gonna be whatever your guests make it. So right. like if they if they just really like shy and not really opening up sharing their story, it's gonna be kind of hard to like you could try to pull some of this stuff out of them, but 
Like if they don't really share a lot, then it's gonna be you know it's, it might be a short interview. But hey, I've had some of those. <laughs> tell me, man. Like sometimes people don't know like what to say when they get on camera. Right. Like people think this stuff easy, man. Hey, turn the camera on. Like, man, the first my first interview um, when I decided to make it like episode one, I had so many takes, probably like 30, 40 takes, just because. I didn't even know how my delivery was gonna be. Yeah. I go back, I look at it, like you said, didn't like it, didn't like yeah. it, and then you know I was talking low. I, the lighting wasn't right. It was just so many things that you don't know about until you just do it. That's why I say you got to get out there and do it because mm-hmm. you gonna you can plan, you can think you are gonna have the best backdrop, the mm-hmm. lights, the camera, everything. But until you get in front of that camera and don't you got to start talking, <laughs> it's gonna be it's a different ball game because there ain't no script. Nope. You you gotta go. I remember, man. Uh, Dominique might remember this. We uh, when Trevor had one of his camps at uh, at Union, and we we shot the interview in the gym, like in the weight room. Yeah. And uh, I was talking; everything was going smooth. And then I got to a point where I lost track of what I wanted to say, and I was just like, "Dang, man, I messed up." But then Dominique cut it out. He cut that part out yeah. or whatever. But it, I mean, it, it happens, man. I was mm-hmm. still early, and I'm I'm still trying to go. Uh, figured out, but that kind of stuff gonna happen, man. It is what it is. You just gotta keep on going, man. But like I said, it's it's easy for people to get on social media and make jokes and type this and that. But when you in front of like a live camera and you gotta really it's make something, game. it's a different ball game, man. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot to it, man. That's why that's why I take my time and you know I I do a lot of preparation, man. That's why I said. I had to get to a point where I had to like rest for a minute because mm-hmm. I was so on go and so locked in. Like I was thankful for everybody that came on, man. But it took a lot out of me, man. Because like I said, I was doing everything: mm-hmm. the setting up the interviews, the traveling, the editing, every single thing that went into it. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I didn't really, and I didn't feel comfortable charging nobody or trying to make money off of it in the beginning anyway because I wanted, I wanted to make sure my product was where it needed to be. You wanted the experience, right? yeah. Before, cause I man, I don't want to, I don't believe, especially when your name on something, like you don't want to give nobody nothing janky, man. Uh-huh. And then they're like, man, this dude took my money. It ain't even worth what he putting out. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But. But yeah, man, it's, it's a lot to it. You gotta just stay committed to the crap. But you're on the right track, man. Like I said, like some people might 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 come out with a few episodes, think mm-hmm. everything going cool, and then when they don't get the views they want or they ain't making no money off of it, they gonna cave. Like mm-hmm. they gonna they gonna fold, and, and and that's gonna be a wrap. But man, I just I mean I love it for what it is, right. man. I love building with people and like sharing information. I love taking in information. It'll go both ways, man. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just it depends. Like I, I've seen some interviews. Like I could tell. Like I don't, I don't want to be negative, but I could tell. Like people will post that they doing a podcast, which is cool. I ain't knocking that at right. all. It's like I could just tell. Like if they got multiple team members, like uh, multiple people on their panel, they they gonna have a hard time with it simply because everybody's schedule gonna be different. Mm-hmm. Like this person might want to record on Tuesday. They might want to record on Wednesday. Right. They might want to record on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And they work schedules. Everybody's schedule is not going live. Yeah. So it's hard. So that's another reason, like I said, that's why I kind of had to you know, do my own thing. You would love to have a team member with you. But it get to the old point, man. Like You still, I, you still need to put out content. You still so. need to put out your content. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't want to put 
my dreams in somebody else's hand. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I know I want to do. Like, I have a passion for it. I'm driven to do this. They might not be as passionate as me, so I don't want to, you know, put it on, have be relying on them. And that's something I, I ran into early as well. Like, I would be ready to record something, but I didn't have a camera guy. So I'm like, dang, man, well, I got to check with this person that I'm interviewing, make sure they're going to be available this day so they cool, they can they can do the interview. But now the I got to, now my cameraman <laughs> can't do it. So now I got to do all it's this. Too many thing. Yeah, it's too much. And it's like, man, I'm putting my, putting my dreams on hold because somebody else can't make it. So I was like, man, I can't do that, man. I got to, if I'm going to do this, I'd love to have somebody with me. But regardless, if not, I know I can do it myself, man. Especially with you wanting to do in-person interviews. I I don't want to do a virtual interview. Nope. Like you yeah. said, it's there's certain instances where you don't have no choice but to do it, like the Reebok interview. That's the only one right. I did you online. To, the only to, one. But, and just because who he is. Right, like, right. It's he like, was over in I France. Take, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this man, 85, 86. I ain't going to France, so yeah. this is the next best thing. Yeah, but, I'm a, but I prefer that in-person interview yeah. over anything. Yeah, I don't even like... like I watch a lot of interviews, but... And I, I get a lot of my, I watch a lot of interviews on Breakfast Club, but mm-hmm. if it's, when they was, when the pandemic first happened and people were doing it over uh, Zoom, I can't same. watch it. I, I, I like face-to-face interaction, interaction man. Mm-hmm. It's not the same when, when you can, when people talking over, that's why I would, even with the two, I'm like, man, I'll, I'll pull up. Right. That's why I'm so glad you ain't tell me, man, like we could do it over, I'll, I'll be like, man, yeah. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta be face-to-face. Well, one thing that I, I've learned that I got to ask that question, like, when I hit people up, are you comfortable with an in-person interview? Yeah. And that happened to me one time where, actually, it's a young lady that lived, like, two minutes away from me. And we was going through the process, and I was like, well, are you more comfortable shooting it at home? And then she, she wanted to bring up StreamYard, and I was like, no, no, this is an in-person interview. Exactly, yeah. And we ended up not being able to work together just yeah. for that. I'm, unfortunately, I feel like she would have she would be really good for the podcast but at the same time i don't want to don't say i don't want my short. brand i don't want my brand to suffer just because yeah. of one person Un- understand you know? your value mm-hmm. and what you bring to the table man and i actually had this happen last year man i um i was about to sell for once then i told myself man i put too much work into it mm-hmm. uh so i was talking about doing this interview i can't say this person's name mm-hmm. and uh very successful and I was like, man, would you be willing to do an interview? This person was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and we was talking about everything, figured out the time and the day and everything. So I thought this person knew it was going to be face-to-face. Right. And then they was like, uh, uh, I could do it online, and that's cool. I thought, all right, well, I'll I do this interview. That's cool. And then it was like, uh, I can give you about 15, 20 minutes. So... At first, I was like, man, I really want to do this interview. So, all right, that's, that's cool. So, then I sat back and I told myself, man, I put in too much work. I take my craft too serious. I don't want to do this for no 15, 20 no. minutes. We're just getting started. Right. So, I just told the person, hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity, but I ain't going to be able to do it. I'm going to just have to respectfully decline the interview. And then they, you know, they was cool with it. Right. But I don't, don't sell yourself short, man, yeah. just because somebody else, um, don't want to do, you know, be a part of it. I mean, it is what it is, man. So many things going to happen, man, but do it the way you want to do it and don't sell yourself short, man. I'll tell anybody. If, whatever you're doing, but especially, like I said, since we in this space, yeah. 
Yeah, the man, don't 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 do it. If they tell you they can only come for 15, 20 minutes, but you want to have a real genuine conversation, man, you might just have to. Hey, I just catch you whenever you whenever you have time, man. Like we'll we'll Once chop it up. See enough. other people having coming through, having good conversations. They'll come back around. Exactly, that's how it is, man. But don't set yourself short. It's just like you you got to do things your way, and if it works out, then that makes it sweeter. But even if in the L. At least it was on your turn, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big thing for me. It's like if you're gonna do it, do it to the fullest extent, and you know, just if you gotta change a few things, change a few things. Yeah. Man, I tell you another interview. I ain't never see. I said I ain't never had a platform where nobody told me to come on yeah. and share the stuff. So <laughs> I had another interview. Uh, Dominique might remember this. Um, probably one of the interviews I said I might regret. I don't want to say regret, but I probably wish I would have did later. Was probably um I interviewed Daisy Daisy Banks mm-hmm. and uh, Daisy it ain't nothing against Daisy Daisy was super cool professional everything yeah. it was just the variables that happened in it, with it so like his manager had hit me up like I had been reached out to him like way ahead of time um about doing an interview he said Daisy would be cool to do an interview so then later on I reached back out um they stayed in touch or whatnot and then uh I was like yeah we, he he can still do it and then what happened was. Like, they hit me back, like, the day before they wanted to do the interview. So, I had to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, man, this is Desi, man. hell of a decision. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I, for me, I was like, man, I don't care about this right. job anyway. Right. So, but it was just like, man, so I was telling my daughter's mom, like, man, Desi want to do an interview tomorrow. And she's like, you know, that's so soon. You sure you're going to do it? So, man, me and her got into it. I'm like, man, I'm just, I got to go do this, man. I got to. I ain't about to let nothing stop mm-hmm. my dream. Like, we just get getting into it. And, I mean, she supported me now. Right, right. Like, she was going to support me whatever. Like, she going to ride for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so then we get down to the next day. Uh, the building we used, man, they was painting in there. So the studio was messed up. And uh, so I had to pay to use that building. I had to pay Dominique because he had to take his time. You know, I don't mind because I appreciate him having the time to do it. I paid Dominique. had to pay a fee for the building and then the paint and stuff was in there and then uh and then just getting into it with my daughter's mom so all of that stuff i got the interview but it's like overall man after i did it like i just didn't feel good about it right because it was just like it you was, had to go through so much i had to go it. through so much but you got it though i got it yeah <laughs> but it's like i went through so much to get it done man and just i ain't i didn't i didn't feel good about it like it wasn't dizzy at all dizzy yeah. was super cool professional yeah. Like, he was funny, man. Like, everything. It was just the stuff that went into it, man. Like, don't don't put yourself in that position where you feel like a lot of pressure to, like, you got to compromise yourself or your people, your happiness to, to get an interview done. That's one thing. I, that's something else I learned, too, man. Like, you got to learn, man. Like, that's what I said. As you keep on going, you're going to learn stuff, man. Like, it was just so much into it. Like, I came back home that day. I was just like, man, dang, man. Like, I... I I mean, it's like you, one of those things, like you don't know when it's going to come around again. But this was when Desi was, he probably had about over over a million followers. There ain't nothing so he like was just he was just about to blow. Yep, yep. He probably had 1.2 or 3, somewhere around there. But, yeah, he was talking about how he started on Vine. You remember Vine? That was, oh, yeah. That was, that was yeah, he started on Vine, and uh, I told him how I found him. Uh, I was at the radio station, and – um. I was at the radio station and uh I had just got off and you remember when uh 
Remy dropped uh, Ether on Nikki. She rapped over Ether and this. So I seen it on Twitter trending. I was like, what is that? So I listened to the song and then I was like, why is like all this stuff was trending? I listened to the song and then I seen a clip of Desi. He was on the porch and he made like a little skit talking about how Remy bodied her or whatever. And it was funny. I was like, man, this dude right here. So I started going back. You know how you find one person and you laugh at their stuff and you yeah. go stroll, to, mm-hmm. stroll through their content. I uh I saw that one, then I looked at it more and more, then I was like, man, let me see if I can reach out to him. Not knowing somebody's gonna respond. I reached out when his people hit me back. So then we just how that's how that whole thing happened. And then stayed in touch. And then when that moment finally came, it was kind of like last minute. And then like I said, the variables around it is what made me like, dang, man, I wish I was like, I wish I would have uh try to like do this at another time because I just didn't feel good about it, like yeah. everything. I was happy that I got it done. And it's a good look. Right. But it was just like, man, it was it really worth going through all that and, you know, getting into it, man, with somebody you love, like, man, I was gone on. But like I said, you just live and learn, man. It's a part of the process. Part everything part of the process, <laughs> it's man. A part of the process. Yeah. It, it was, it's dope though, man. But I, I like I said, I love the space, man. Like I said, I I'm about to start back recording again anyway, because I got some people that reached out to me, man. Um, but you gotta get you gotta get Ben on too. I was about to I was about to say that I was like uh he he gonna got be to. he gonna be on he gonna be on he um we I'm gonna probably have him back on again too um you know he got the Men of Vision Summit next month Mm-mm. yeah March nineteenth to be fair I don't even think I follow Ben yeah he well he ain't he ain't really been as active online lately because he been like grinding like yeah. really putting in a lot of work like out here making moves like he ain't just on social media posting like. Yeah. He living this glamorous life, like he really out there putting in the work. That's another thing that I don't really like about social media either. Like so many entrepreneurs post like this glamorous life. They not really living. Yeah, they not really living, or they don't show you the stuff that they really go through. They make it look like everything is just peaches and cream, right. and like they just winning all the time. Like no man, like it's L's in there. It's, it's, it's L's yeah, in big time. Yeah, <laughs> like man, I don't, I don't spend a lot of money doing what I'm doing, and. Things didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out, man. Like the expectation, but like if you look at social media, that's another thing. It'll make you feel like, dang, man. If I can get to where they at, then I'm good. Or once I get them on, then I'm good. Like no, man. Like be happy where you at, mm-hmm. and don't worry about. I'm telling because these people posting this stuff like they really living this glamorous life. It's a whole nother story. Or even even in the instance of seeing somebody like a Skip or a Shannon. And thinking that you could do that, not realizing that they've been they've been doing this well in Skip's case for years. years. You 20, 30 years and in Skip the game. Skip like seventy years right. old, been like 20, 30 years in the game before he was at that point. Yeah, you but know? see, I used to think like that. Like when I saw them, when I was at Upstate and I seen Skip and uh, Stephen A on TV, I was like, man, I can do that. Yeah, but not realizing the work that they put in to get to where they at, man, like. I was the same way. Like, no, it don't. You don't just. It just don't happen overnight. Like, it's a grind, man. People put in the work, but that's the one thing I hate about social media is a lot of people. Like, some people do. They'll share their story, but some people just post this glamorous life, like they just really just getting wins, like no losses at all, and it's dangerous because, man, now you making other people. Well, it's not them. It's people just feel like they have to do so much to get to where they are. These other people are, and they put so much pressure on themselves to get to that level. But 
don't realize these people got stuff that they go they go through and still going through to to you know maintain. And a lot of them, man, they feel like they putting pressure on themselves because they got to put on this persona online that they got to keep on putting on this front. Like they Plus really. They got, I mean, just because you uh, experience success, they got goals too that they want. They want new levels that they want to hit. Exactly. So just because we put them here, they they want to be here. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's a lot that goes into it, especially when you talk about success. You got to find out what success looks like for you because exactly. it might not be what you think. It's it all is. subjective, man. <laughs> it's all subjective. I've seen two definitions of success that I, I thought was dope. Um, I got a book from John C. Maxwell uh, uh, about leadership. He said, uh, he said, uh, success is a journey, which it, which it really is. And then the other one that I um, got was from a book from Dr. Lakeisha Hallman, who owns the Village Market, and it said the definition of success is because you live, it made somebody else's life easier, knowing that you were able to show them the way and and be a guiding hand for them, you right. know, to do what they want to do and be able to 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 give them advice or sh- just pave the way for these people. So I love that definition of success because you live somebody else, it made life easier for somebody else, man. I thought that was dope. But yeah, man, it just, you know, just people, man, just stay encouraged, man. Keep your head up. Understand, like, as much as much as I've been to these different places or interviewed these entrepreneurs, I'm going through the same journey that y'all going through. Uh-huh. I still work my nine to five right now. Like, I ain't going to put on no front. Like, I'm telling y'all, like, I'm just living this glamorous life. I'm still going through the process, even though I'm, I'm making that transition right. from, uh, nine to five to my doing my own thing like i'm still hey i'm I'm still in the grind just like everybody mm-hmm. else man so don't let people put on that front online like it's just this glamorous life and um it's something wrong with uh working a nine to five because right. it's not like you can work a nine to five pay your bills and still chase your dream um so you just gotta you gotta figure out a way to you know do both and make that pivot and you know it's gonna be a point in time where a leap of faith like everybody tells me but don't let people tell you that if you you losing if you working the nine to five. Right. Even oh, let me say this and we, I'm gonna get up out of here, man. I know you gotta <laughs> no, go. No, um. Even when I sat down with, I'm just telling about these interviews. Even the one I did with Shannon McCullough, that's Lil Yachty's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he he good. Like he, if he don't want to work, you know, Yachty gonna make right. sure his dad straight. But even Shannon was like, well, he said he didn't want. Um, Yachty to work a nine to five because it might stunt his creativity mm-hmm. because he saw where his son could be early on. Right. Like from like he well he thought he was gonna be a fat in in the fashion. Mm-hmm. He didn't think about being a rapper. Right. But he was like, man, ain't nothing wrong with working a nine to five. He's like, man, I still work a nine to five. He said I travel. He said I work. Uh, I think he worked at Delta Airlines mm-hmm. through the week and then on weekends like that's when he uses his time to travel. Cause he's a photographer for uh, D.L. Hughley and George Lopez. Oh, he been on tour with Shannon. Uh, I mean, I said Shannon. Uh, Cedric, they entertain like all those guys. Like he's been on tour with all of them. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Man, ain't nothing wrong with working a nine to five. I still got mine, you know." So right. that was like somebody like that. He can work a nine to five. Why we can't? And even these other guys, like, uh, like I mean, D.L. Hughley, he worked on he on radio. Steve Harvey on radio. So they still have different jobs that they right. do even though they're at a different level of success. So it's like, man, people got to get out of that mindset of like, if you work a nine to five or you got a job or you work for somebody else that you lose and nah, that ain't, that ain't the case. Now, I think it's, it's more so doing what you love. Cause if you love mm-hmm. it, then it becomes less and less 
like a job. Exactly. Because, I mean, we all need money to survive. Yep. We all need to be able to make enough money, not only to pay what's now, but to live off of when you don't feel like working mm-hmm. no more. Because some people work themselves to the bone. You end up elderly um, with not enough income. You mm-hmm. know, so, like you said, it's, it's important to find out what your passion is. The earlier, the better. And if you truly love what you do, do it till you can't no more. Exactly. <laughs> man, there's so many people, man, like they just wake up and just, I remember I was at work one day and this lady, um, she's had been there for 20 plus years. And she was like, they gave her a pen and told her congratulations. And she said, she told him for what, man? She said, my body broke down, yeah. I'm hurting. And I just get a pen and she was like, so when I hear that stuff in my mind, it's like, okay, man, I can't, I, I, I take all this stuff in for a reason, mm-hmm. man. And it's like, man, I, I don't want to be that way. Yeah, I'm thankful to have a job, but at the same time, man, like, I got to figure out what I want to do. And if you feel like you wake up in the morning, man, I see so many people, and you see this all the time, too. You get on Facebook or whatever, and somebody's saying, who hiring? Who right. hiring? Like, man, just, you see that so many times that people say, this job ain't it. It got to be more to life. And when you tell yourself it got to be more to life, because it is. It, it is. really is, yeah. man. And you like, you got to really... Figure out what it is that you want to do, and just uh, don't don't settle for like that that uh that paycheck, man. Like, be thankful that you have a job, but still do something that you want to do that's fulfilling, man. Yep. But so much, so much, so many times now, um, we just settle. Especially if somebody tell you, like I hear this all the time, and you got a good job, you got great benefits, you should stay there. And when you hear yeah. stuff like that, you be like, man. A lot of times you be like, man. This person might be right, man. I got a good job. I'm cool. And a lot of times, some people, man, like they settle for that nine to five and working Monday through Friday, having weekends off, just Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they cool with that. And there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. If you're happy, keep on doing it. Exactly. But if you ain't, change. Like one of the craziest things I heard, um, I don't good dude, man. Super good dude. And we tried to tell him to, uh about, probably about a week or two ago. Working with us, but he super tech savvy, mm-hmm. and he loved doing this stuff. And he was like, man, I get a job at Apple or something, but if I do, then I won't get my weekends off. I was like, think about what you're saying, though. Mm-hmm. You're going to compromise your happiness and doing something that you love doing just because you might have to work on weekends. Mm-hmm. So what, man? If, if it's something that you love doing, it ain't going to feel like working when you go in anyway. on the weekend anyway. <laughs> so it's like, why... Like I said, we settle for like the little things that a job might give us, like a weekend off or like every weekend off or something, and just settle for that instead of going after something that we really love doing, man. We got it's really like we really got to stop selling ourselves short, man, or just settling and just. Well, it's it's fear a lot of the time. Fear. It's it's easier said than done to to take that leap of faith, but it is it's hard. It's real hard to take a leap of faith. Some yeah. people are forced into it, but. If you like, I, I can use me for instance. The the job I'm working now, um, newly, I just started a new position. Really, five years prior, I was working still at the University of South Carolina in the testing center. That five year period for me was great because I had a lot of flexibility. Um, the pay was good, benefits, all that, weekends off, everything that you were one out of a job. I had in that particular space. Um, And it's easy to get comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. I feel as though I didn't really appreciate 
what the job gave me besides the money because with that free time that I had, I was able to, you know, start businesses and travel, be with family. Um, long story short, that place got shut down December and mm-hmm. I had I'm still working for USC, but now my flexibility went down. I'm probably I probably lost about twenty hours of my mm-hmm. time that I usually had throughout the week. Right. And, you know, working how I'm working now, I often just think about, damn man, I, I really did waste a good opportunity that I I probably should have been working on an exit plan instead mm-hmm. of just trying to milk a job for everything that it right. was. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, just I didn't really appreciate the moment as much as I mm-hmm. should have. And it really it really makes me appreciate it now because I realize all the time that I had and I just got to make it happen with less time. That's yeah. all. <laughs> and sometimes when you got to put your back against the wall, man, that's when you sometimes you need that extra motivation, right. man. Um like you say you might have took that for granted, but now that you got less time, it's like, man, now I really got to figure out what I don't like doing what I'm doing now. So now I'm definitely gonna figure out a way to to get to that other side and do what I want to do. Sometimes you you need that push, man. Like I said, when I was working them two jobs, that's what really made me feel like, man. I just feel like a robot, and I'm doing the same thing every single day over and over. And I was just like, man, nah, I can't live like this, man. Like I got to figure something out. And man, I just I finally got to a point where I quit, went home and started writing my book. I was still doing my interviews but i was like man i can't i can't live this way not not working two jobs and missing time with my kids not being able to take them to school in the morning like it, it's just so much stuff man that you realize man like i said like we take that stuff for granted man and like because we we think it's always going to be there forever right. and man you never know when it, like that. it don't work that way <laughs> Yeah, your kids gonna get older. Things happen. Life, life just happened, man. Might get sick. Might get you sick. Never know. Yeah, and that's why I said that book Tuesday with Maury was so important, man, because he really broke down. Like he was a professor. He's like, man, it's so many things that we take for granted and we just settle for in life because we think that's how life's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where he knew he was gonna die, he said, he, he you know, you never realized like even simple things like wiping yourself. He right. was like. It got to a point because he had ALS mm-hmm. that he got, it, it just kept moving up his body. Mm-hmm. He couldn't walk and he couldn't lift his arms. He couldn't wipe himself. He had to do all the stuff for himself. He's like, so much of that stuff, man, we just take for granted mm-hmm. because we automatically expect to do the stuff that we just, you know, just don't even think about mm-hmm. it. And just think we can all, we're going to always be able to do it, man. But, you know, it took him, he, he said, even on his dying bed, even though I'm dying, I'm still living better than some people. Because they still suffer, right? And he said that because he was comfortable with, with, with where he was at, and he could still see how people was living in fear and not jumping on the other side and doing what they want to do because they were so afraid. Right. Even though he was on his dying bed, he would say he was still living better than a lot of people because they were afraid to die and take chances anyway. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, it was this was dope, man. Like, oh, yeah, I ain't gonna hold you up, man. man. Hey, man, you ain't holding me up. This is content. Yeah, this is definitely, <laughs> most definitely, man. But yeah, yeah this, I, I had a good time, I man. I can't wait to come on your platform. We can chop yeah. it up some more. Yeah, most definitely, man. We definitely gonna chop it up, man. Uh, I'm because I'm about to get back to it soon, man. Like I said, I'm 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 working on some stuff, brainstorming, writing down my my ideas, man. Ready to get back into it, man. Because like I said, I had a I had a good break, man, but this definitely got me got me back going. Ain't nothing, too. ain't nothing like create. It ain't, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just that being in that creative space, man, like 
we get so many ideas and um I, I just love doing it, man. Yeah. Like I mean, I know it might not be for everybody, but um just being able to reach so many people, man, and then when people reach out that you don't even know watching, right. man, it's a good feeling, man. We can just help <clears throat> inspire somebody. Right. No matter how many people, even if you can reach one person, man, and encourage them and inspire them to do what they want to do, man, like that's a blessing in itself awesome. already. Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, we uh we definitely gotta do this again. Um uh, can't wait. We're gonna have more more to talk about, more accomplishments. Um, but this has been another episode of the Two Step in the Fail podcast. Dang, we're gonna look back on this, man, and just like dang, we really talked about this stuff and then we're gonna look back and uh, just see where we yeah. at. Like I was, I thought about that during the Super Bowl. I know we're about to wrap it up, man. Yeah. But like I, I thought about that during the Super Bowl. Like when you see Mary and Snoop and Eminem and Dre and Kendra, like all these people, like legends, like they put in all that work and now they on this big stage. Mm-hmm. But they can look back and like, man, they accomplished all this stuff over their journey, man. Like life is really a journey, man. And to see where how they started to where they at now. That was like, man, we're going to look back at where we are now. I thought I was the only one that thought about, like, my childhood when I, like, this, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it was the best Super Bowl show ever. I thought it was dope. But I did enjoy it a whole lot. And just, like you said, just seeing all the legends. Um, On one stage. You know, they, you know they, where their career came from. Don't like how people did 50 Cent. Um, oh, that was hilarious! Snoop, when <laughs> he was, was that was funny. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't like he was fat. He's just bigger than he yeah, was when yeah. the song came out. Fifty a businessman yeah. too, man. Like fifty super. Oh yeah, and oh, he yeah. getting he a lot of books too. Yeah. Oh yeah, hustle harder, hustle uh-huh. smart. That was a dope book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he employing a lot of people, man. Like I I can salute somebody like a businessman, mm-hmm. and he giving a lot of people the opportunities right. to do their dreams, man. That's what that's what's so. A special thing about following your gift and your passion, man, it's like it opened up doors to do other things. Like mm-hmm. 50 was a rapper, but now he's a producer. He's just a business mogul. And it's like from one thing and it just branched out. Of, and even yeah, you see all these. That he put out fight. It is. <laughs> and that's the same way with everybody, man. Like some people might start off as a as a music artist or whatever. Then they get into producing. Even you LeBron. Transition. They transition to do different things. So everybody start off with some one thing. And then they, over time, they just transform and do other things. Because there might be some generations that don't even know that 50 was a rapper. Exactly. You know, like the younger or, generation. The they young, Or like Ice-T or um, LL Cool J, because they all was able to pit the rock. Mm-hmm. Might not know he was a wrestler. Exactly. But, you know, it's, it's all about sit, putting yourself in a position to grab that next level. Mm-hmm. But that gift, it just opened up more and more doors yep. and other opportunities for you, man. So... Now I say that's why it's so special and important to go after your dreams and mm-hmm. goals, man. Because if not, then you're just gonna get stagnant, and then you're gonna look at these other people who might have been right where you were, but because they went after their goals, now they in a whole different place in just life. Being consistent, just being consistent and going after their dream. Not saying it was easy for them, but because they were stay consistent and passionate about what they were doing, and they stuck with it. They somewhere else in life and, and doing the things that they want to do and and just all by believing in themselves and never giving up. Uh, yep. Man, like you said, we could talk all day about this. Man, most I really can. Man. We might we might need to come out with a with a podcast. <laughs> just have yeah, another podcast hey, on it. 
this is super dope, man. Like I said, I, I like having these conversations with people, man. Like, I'm, cause I'm, I'm always fascinated about what makes somebody tick and do the thing that they're doing, and what drives them. Like, what's their thought process when they're going through things? Like, how do they react to certain situations when it doesn't go their way? How do they respond to it? Or do they have these moments where they knew they uh, had to keep on going? Like, how do you know when it's time to step out on faith? How do you know when when something happens with your family? How do you react to that? Or, you know, you didn't get that opportunity you wanted, and then or if you do get the opportunity you wanted, and it still doesn't give you that fulfillment. Like I like knowing all this type of stuff that somebody's thinking about mm-hmm. because it's just something about it, man. Because I just like what makes these people so great. Mm-hmm. Like what is it that makes them tick in the morning? Like their routines, everything that they're doing. I like to know this type of stuff, man, because. To me, it's just fascinating because it, at the end of the day, they're human, right. just like us. Mm-hmm. They just were so determined and driven on whatever they were and passionate about it that they didn't settle. And I just like learning that type of stuff, man. Just yeah, be personal. Right. And just, just learning more about people. Like, you and I knew of each other, but we never got a chance to have a conversation. Right. This is probably the longest we ever sat down and had a conversation. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed this whole thing, man, like. Like I said, I think people gonna really get out of this, man. I tried to add value because I seen everybody else have added value to you, to the podcast, man. So I was ready to come up here, and um, man, I, I enjoyed this. Man. You definitely like, this, didn't disappoint. Me. This this was dope, man. Most you definitely. definitely didn't disappoint. Like I said, I can't wait to have you back. Um, maybe we could do something on your platform. Most uh, definitely, we got, man. Yeah, we're we, definitely gonna do something, man. Yeah. And anytime you need any type of advice about editing, whatever, man, just hit me up, man. You got my number, so. We'll definitely chop it up, man. Okay, cool. But like, I'm all about. I don't. I don't want to be the type of person that just hold in information and not tell anybody. That's why I was like sharing books or mm-hmm. whatever it is, man. Um, I don't want to be that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, you need to make money, but I don't feel like you gotta always charge people for every single thing right. that you're doing right. and stuff like that, man. Like, if somebody needs some help with something simple like that, man. Like, I'm all for helping them out. I'm the same way. Um, it's not like I'm super knowledgeable, but it's somebody who is in, a, in looking at me and wanting to know how I got to where I got to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy to reach out. Man, and, I'm still learning. Yeah. Like everything that I've done, <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah. Like I'm just this. The podcast space is still new. Yeah. Like everybody's still figuring out what they want to do, man, mm-hmm. and everything. Like some people may take off first, but everybody's still learning, man. Right. Like. I just look at it like, okay, I'm, they in the space, I'm mm-hmm. in the space. Uh, they ain't no better than me. They human, yeah. just like me. It's uh, just evidence that it could happen for you. Yep, it's just evidence, man. You just got to keep on grinding. Mm-hmm. And you never know that one yes might be the biggest opportunity of your life, man. And I truly believe it's coming for both of us, man. We just got to keep on grinding, man. But, like, I just love it. I love the craft, man. Like, I watch more interviews than I do actual TV shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like, especially podcasts. It's so much. It's so yeah. much content out there for you, anybody to consume. That I mean, TV just is always going to be there. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. And it's, it's so much positive stuff on there that you can watch. Um, the podcast space has grown crazy tremendously, even from the time that you started doing it in the past. What two? You said five years. You've been doing it. Twenty eighteen. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yep, yep. So, I mean, in that time to now, like, the podcast game is taking off crazy. So yeah, it is, It's man. only going to get bigger. Yeah, it's it's 
it's dope. Like I said, I like this more than just actual like generic interviews because they ask the same questions. Same question. Um, yeah. and you just get the this PC stuff. Like like even um like I watch Drink Temps too, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed um Alicia Keys' interview just simply because she was like um that was the first time I got to see that side of her. Like she was up there cool. Like you would think somebody her stature wasn't as laid back. But it it was just dope for me to see that different side of her and her personality because man, it was just like she was up there drinking, taking mm-hmm. shots with him, or she was smoking like she was just like a regular like just chill female yeah. like it it was dope to see that side of her and we don't always get to see people like that man so so that's why I, I like podcast I prefer podcasts over like radio or TV show interviews and stuff like that because you really get to see a real authentic person right that don't mean you can go in there and just talk reckless because you can still have consequences mm-hmm. but you i feel like you're more open to you know you can be more of yourself on a, on a podcast so and even now you see your favorite athlete or artist they got a podcast or they go into somebody else podcast mm-hmm. like podcast is taking mm-hmm. over man i just feel like traditional radio is like a it's a thing of the past it's still a good space yep but i feel like just more of like the podcast as well Really, where is that, man? Mm-hmm. And I look forward to seeing you grow. And, Appreciate it. And Likewise, man. See we, uh, what we can do in the future. Yeah, man. We definitely gonna do some big things, man. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm telling you, we definitely gonna have you on, man, so you can share your story. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed this, man. Like it's, it's, it was different being on the other side mm-hmm. of the questions, man. Like I said. Out of all the years, this is only the second time that I've that's been. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I don't. Maybe I don't put myself out there enough. Maybe people don't like to reach out. Like it's some people that ask me about interview podcasts, how they start and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I give them the information, right. like stuff that I use. I, but I don't know, man. Like this is only the second time. Now I'm supposed to do another one sometime this month with my guy Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, waiting, waiting to hear back from him. But I told him like whenever he ready, I'm I'm ready. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to make another great run again this year, man. Um, but it's definitely gonna be a good year for both of us, man. Oh, great yeah. year for oh, both yeah. of us. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be some big things in store, man. I but, can't wait. But just know I'm definitely watching, man. Like I, I I like the content. Um, I look like how everybody coming on, just adding value and information. And I want to do the same thing, man. Any way I can help. And just let me know, but I definitely had to come pull up, oh, man. Yeah. This oh, this is yeah. fun, man. Yeah, well. All right, so it's been another dope interview for the Two Southern Affair podcast. We had Carlos Smith on. I'm Darren Perkins, and I am Two Southern Affair.